Cause just open it now. Oh my god, he's so cool opening a can with one hand. <laughs> the fact that was a thing for you is funny. I feel like you, I feel like as a kid you wanted to open a can with one hand and you couldn't. Yeah. So now when I randomly do it, it kind of brought you back. Like damn, I always I always wanted to do that. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Um, wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. What's happening? What's how's the it, juice? How's it hanging? What's the juice of the day? That's what I wanted to say. You know, someone, I was talking to someone the other day and there was like, I forgot what they said exactly. They <laughs> okay. said, um, they said, what's good, Yoni, or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, no, no. It's not what's good, Yoni. It's what's the juice, Yoni. I mean, do people even say that really? What's the juice? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I want people to say that. I want me to say that. But I always yeah. forget to. Yeah. How are you doing today? You know... I can't believe it's only three o'clock. It feels like it's like seven. I know. It does feel like it's pretty late in the day. It was kind of crazy when you got home earlier. I felt like I did so much. And it was just one. I had a basketball game at... Soccer game. No, yeah. I had a soccer game today at... 9.30. I know. Yoni got up nice and early on a Sunday. That has not happened. No. That, wait, what do you mean? Like, you just don't get up early. You never really get up before me. Like, it very rarely happens. Yeah. So, you know, what's the funny thing. As I was driving to my game, I was thinking, why am I so, like, awake and excited? Mm, and why? Because I'm going to, like, enjoy myself. I'm going to play a soccer game a full 90 minutes. And I love doing that shit. Mm-hmm. But if I had to be at work at 9.30, I'm running late. I'm driving. Waking up is a totally different I'm game. mad if there's traffic. There was a little traffic earlier today, but I was on time. I was early. Mm. I was just having a good time. So I wonder what's happening in my brain. That's I not mean, allowing simple, me to like, feel the same way when I go to work. Because you're not excited to go to work. What do you mean? Like, yeah, no, I know, but... And I like working there, obviously. I don't. It's still work. It's still work, yeah. yeah. But it's just so different, like going somewhere where you're actually excited to be. And also, you're there for not that long. Like when you go to work, you know that this big whole chunk of time in my day is going towards that. Yeah. It's like half of your day is gone. Exactly. Anyway. The same way, it's, you know, I feel pretty similarly and like don't feel weird about me saying this, but whenever we have to record the podcast and I know I have to listen to the podcast and watch the video and edit it for like two sometimes like three hours depending on how long it is also depending on who's doing it well that's what i'm saying if i have to do it <laughs> if i have to do it there's this feeling about like oh remember that day you were at the coffee shop and you were like you only can't please finish this oh my god you know what there's happened just that some day? days i just couldn't do it it just because you know when it's like there's this project or this homework or this thing or task yeah. chore errand you have to do that's just annoying yeah like i'm gonna be honest with you guys like i editing the podcast is not fun yeah no you it's know? not and, and also if you're just wondering alia does it when there's other things happening Normally, I edit the podcast. Yeah, I think we like share it. Yeah, yeah, now we share it. Because I only, I don't have my full-time job anymore. I have more time to edit. Yeah. So. And also, it's it's cool because 
uh, you taught me how to edit. I appreciate mm. it. I did not know how to yeah, use that shit. Yeah, Yoni is now a video editor. Yeah. I mean, you still have like some things you don't know how to do. Yeah, like all the shortcuts. And yeah. if there's like a problem, I have to call it because yeah. I don't know and, how like, to solve it. And like you do it a little bit slower. I do it know? a little bit slower. Exactly. I mean, you've been doing YouTube for three years. I'm yeah, new to this I've, shit, you know? I'm a pro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, whenever we don't feel like doing I mean, whenever she doesn't feel like doing it, I do it. And whenever I don't feel like doing it, Alia takes over. But if yeah. we both don't feel like doing it, it's usually you <laughs> that do does it. it. It would be nice to have like a third person. But that's also because I then I, I always do the reels like very often. You do I'm the, the reels. one that goes and cuts the reels and puts them together. So I do all that. Yeah. Um, um, the reel know. I edited last, I did it pretty nicely, right? Yeah, you did a pretty good job. I have some notes I'm going to give you for that. The subtitles. You know? Yeah, just certain things. But I mean, it's, you know, it's good. Yeah. Um, Wait, I, wa- I want to tell people about my game actually. I didn't, I never finished talking about that. Okay. I had a basketball game, and I know you. And I know you don't want me to talk about that, but I'm going to tell people we lost the game. It was four to one. Okay. Um, they fir- they scored the first goal, okay. and then we scored. I didn't score. It was someone else. But I I made the pass, so I had like. You had part. In I the had score. part in the goal. In yeah. The goal. To me, it's very important to be a part of the success. Like if I never play and we win, I kind of like feel like I lost. Mm. Oh wait, actually, no, that's not true. Let me take that back. Actually, no, I would kind of feel. The I'm a same team way. player, but I love to be a part of the win. Yeah. If I'm just if, on the bench the whole time and we win every game of the season, you didn't win. Like you won, but like, and then we win the championship. We won, but I didn't do anything. So am I going to pretend like I'm happy? For, I'm happy for the team. Is the same way if we play a board game or like if we're playing like some type of group game and there's teams, group games like a, t- a a game that is like in a big group. Okay. And every time it was my turn, I like really fucked up. But then my team still won. I still feel bad. Yeah. Like even I can't be like, yes, because like I, f- they- I think it's kind of embarrassing for me to be really happy about us winning when everybody knows that when it was my turn, I really didn't do a good job. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a question I ask my friends a lot. It's like if you're if you're if you're a part of a team. Yeah. And you win the whole season or whatever game you're playing yeah i mean most people don't just play like, and you games. never contributed are you genuinely happy i'm gonna be honest i'm not that happy at all you know yeah are we good on the levels or like, yeah it just looked there? like it was a little bit loud so i just want to make sure we're all good i'm not yelling in people's ears okay alia the engineer we're just gonna take a second <laughs> okay sorry I just wanted to, because, you know, sometimes you just, when we actually talk, talk, it gets louder. People tell me that they like it when it's actually louder, because then you can it, always turn it down. Yeah, but it's, it, it gets, like, this is important to be like this, so. Okay, Allie. <laughs> I am an engineer and video editor and creator. So that was my morning. I was very excited. I lost the game. I felt shitty. I didn't even score. If yeah. I scored, at least I would have been like... Anyways, off Anyways, the soccer. Yeah, I'm like ready about. to talk about the topic. I can you tell. Know? I can tell. You were just like, yo, you know what's funny about Ali? Sometimes when I talk about something that I want to introduce to the people, uh-huh. Ali gives me this look. And I appreciate I appreciate you because you let me go. But sometimes you're just looking at me like... Yeah, because I really don't want people to be like, Ali, I let you only talk, even though sometimes I That used know. to happen a lot in the beginning. Yeah, I think it's still, there's moments. But I just want to get into the, into the topic. Okay. Because it's a good topic. Okay. 
So welcome to the What's the Juice pod, everyone. This is where the intro music comes in. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Should I sing it? <laughs> no. How would you even sing it? Uh, I wouldn't. Anyways, uh, I am one of your hosts, Ali Zaita. And my name is Yoni Koto. And today we're talking about something that's very personal to me. I feel and like I say very... that. That was funny. <laughs> Whenever we have a good topic, I'm like, I feel like it's very personal it's to me. It's so deep to my life. Um... um it is important. It is a big part of my life. It's actually, actually the reason why I'm here. I mean... Like, literally. I mean... I wouldn't say me too. Why are you, like, rocking back No, because I'm trying to think if that's me too. I don't know. When we were talk- when we were thinking about this, I was like, risks. Like, what risks did I take in my life? Because sometimes there's decisions you make that in the moment don't necessarily feel like risks. But then you look back and you're like, damn, what was I thinking? But like I'm here now, you know. No, I feel like when you take a risk, you know you're taking a risk. Not the when risk you're a kid. Is, is not just okay, but when you're a kid, risks are not the way. When you're a kid, like how old were you when you felt that? Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, I think we need to give people the definition or like get into just what is considered risk. Taking a risk. What does it mean? Yeah. So. Just like the internet definition of Are you on risk. Webster? Huh? Go to Webster. Webster no, has... it's Google's fine. Okay. Google um, has the answers. Risk means a situation involving exposure to danger. Oh, shit. Exposing to danger, harm, or loss. Oh, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. Future uncertainty about deviation from expected earnings or expected outcome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in simple words, it's basically being scared of like fucking up. Yes. And deviating or like going off of the secure, comfortable path or position or place you're in. Where there's no challenges, where you're just good. You know, that like if I just can continue, my life will be good. There is no. And not necessarily that my life will be good, but my life will be the same. You know what I mean? Because you can take a my risk when your life same. is like fucked up. That's what you better take a risk. Yeah, I know. But what I'm <laughs> saying is like your life doesn't have to be good to take a risk. Taking a risk simply is like I'm in this place right now and I am going to t- get off of this place by doing something that potentially will fail and potentially will fuck up my life. Not necessarily. Fuck, not, if, not necessarily. Okay, not that extreme, but like will potentially not work out there's a very high probability that it's not going to work out and that it could turn out to be worse than my life is right now. It's possible. Yeah, so you could end up losing what, what you, you had at home. Yeah. Um, and risk to me, I would say after like the 24 years of life, I'm not 24 yet, I'm about to be 24 in like two months, but for me, risk is something that I'm actually quite familiar with. Oh my God, Really? I'm so familiar with... Why did you say like that? I mean... I don't know. I don't even mean it in like a... I don't know. Did that sound like fucked up? No, I don't know. It was just a natural thing I wanted to say. Okay, well... I'm just so familiar with risk, you know? (laughs) It does sound like... Who the fuck says that? Yeah. Yeah, no. I I just mean that in my life, looking back on everything that I've done, I've done a lot of what some people might consider risky things Mm -hmm. because it wasn't playing safe in general you know from like when i was a kid deciding to like move away 
but that was also not entirely up to me that's what i'm saying it needs to be like an adult risk that nobody told, nobody advised you on. I know, but I'm also thinking back, even as a kid, the fact that I didn't, I didn't think, I wasn't scared one bit. I feel like it was more like a risk on your parents than you. Yeah, but isn't it crazy how when you're a kid, the idea of risks is just, it's so like minute. Yeah, because you don't, you don't, okay, tell the people what you did. Okay, so if you don't know my life story, basically... <laughs> Um, what happened was when I was 12, my family and I migrated to, uh, not migrated, immigrated. Yeah. Immigrated. No. Migrated. Migrated. Okay. Um, sorry if I'm wrong. Migrated to, no, immigrated. Whatever. We basically moved from Romania to, um, to the U.S. and we got like, you know, permanent residency here and the whole family moved here and that was like always a dream growing up. But then right before that move i went to canada and i did this like dance intensive for three weeks and was accepted at this uh canadian ballet school full-time with like full scholarship that's a big deal by the way it's not all like easy shit she went to like this prestigious ballet academy it's just school you don't say a cat yeah so if you guys don't know alia she's like a professional like a ballerina she can do like you see her here on your youtube and podcast but she she has a whole other skill yeah i mean i don't really don't have know. it anymore like i haven't danced and she doesn't show it and she doesn't like talk about it talk about it but i'm because telling you like this anymore. girl is is she can jump in the air and literally do a split midair i don't know if i can still do that but but i'm just saying this is that's that's like the that's inside. what i was doing at the time yeah anyways so the risk was that basically i went when i was 12 my whole family moved here and it's like a whole culture shock life-changing moment and then we moved our entire life to seattle and then i moved a month later to toronto canada by myself and lived in a dorm which one of you guys spoke english which one of my family yeah you, I mean, I think, like, I knew the least. My mom, my... Oh, actually, no. My mom knew the least, and then I was second to that. And then I would say, like, my dad, my brother, my sister knew the most. Because they, like, learned it in school, stuff like that. I still... I oh, learned you some learned, things in school. You learned English in Romania. In Romania, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, mm. But basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, I was not scared one bit when I went to Canada. And I didn't know anyone. I didn't really know... I. My English was really bad in terms of like grammar, pronunciation, like it was bad. You had a heavy accent? Yeah, but I couldn't, I could talk, like there was some things that I knew how to say. I wasn't just 100% like I didn't know anything, but still like everything was fucked up. It was hard for people to understand what I was saying because I would formulate sentences wrong. So so what I'm, basically my point is. Wait, I have a question before, don't forget your point, please. But how did you feel when you knew your English wasn't as good were you confident speaking to other people um, it got to a point where i actually wasn't confident like at the very beginning i kind of was like i don't give a fuck type and i just was saying whatever but then did you feel insecure but then other point? kids started making me feel insecure what would they do no they would just be like i don't know what you're saying or like i don't understand anything you just said or oh, things shit. like that you know and then i would be like i mean i don't know because oh, it's so crazy man. like little alia just didn't know how to explain anything but then somebody a lot of there and then there was other kids that just told me you know what like screw that even if you say it wrong just say it and just talk I just say even that if shit. it's wrong and then 
I, for some reason, was like, all right. And then I just kept talking. And then eventually, I obviously learned English. How did you lose your accent? Because I feel like I never lost my accent. Because I just, I learned English not through necessarily like school, grammar, things like that. I learned it by just constantly listening to other people and the way they say things. So I often just imitated the words and the sounds. I have a similar story. You know what I mean? So it was like. I've added meaning and then like the sound of the word. So I just started pronouncing it that the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. But then when, for example, sometimes like I'm talking and my mom asks me, um, why do you say sometimes the order of, of words gets confusing between like Romanian and English. Cause you would do it backwards. Just the way you would say like, what time is it? You would say what time it is. In what Romanian. time it is. So, but all I those feel like people in America of, say that. <laughs> <laughs> but all those types of things I learned like as like a musical thing. Yeah. And then my mom didn't learn it like that. So she, and I don't know, that's just like mm. how I learned. But basically what I'm saying is when I was young, I was absolutely just not scared of going by myself, leaving. Cause I didn't understand. That's the thing. I didn't understand the consequences. I mean, what, you know what would, I mean, what would be a consequence? I mean, if let's say I went to Canada and then I failed and I... So what would be the... Dif- like, what would be you failing in Canada? Basically, like, I wasn't good enough and I didn't get accepted the next year. Because hmm. you have to get, get re-accepted into the program every year. Mm-hmm. The, so, ballet, the ballet program. The ballet school, yeah. So if, I, if that didn't happen, that's a fail right there, you know? And then I would just have to go home. And, like, obviously, that was something... I just... I don't know. And the fact that I was growing apart from my family and dad take took a strain on our relationship even to this day i would say i don't know i just think even you like you when you went when you were 16 and you went to from you left belgium and you came to atlanta it's like you were older than me but still for some reason it didn't feel that scary right Mm, i was so there was a there was an element of of fear that i that i felt But I was always more excited to go. So my excitement really overshadowed my fear. Mm. Like, I was like, I'm going to be, you know, going to school, playing basketball, you know. And and also, I wasn't totally by myself. I was my friend Renato. Mm. You know, shout out to my friend Renato. Shout out to Renato. He's uh, um, in Belgium. And, you know, he's. So that was like my person that I could always, like, we were always just together you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. So, so it's you like weren't I, by yourself no i wasn't and even though like i got close to some of the teammates that we had like me and renato we we were like in the same we had we had dorm rooms right yeah so um he was my roommate and then like a couple other guys um i don't know and it was just cool to have someone like we come from the same place yeah you know and we had like this ambition this dream that we want to you know um go to school and yeah just just do that whole high school basketball experience. You know? I just think it's beautiful that as a kid, that's why I think it's important to tap into that inner child that everyone talks about nowadays with, as a kid, risks don't scare you as much. And um, because in a way you kind of don't understand them mm-hmm. and like their consequence and etc. But also as a kid, you're constantly like you don't have you don't have the boundaries that as an adult everything sort of starts to have boundaries on it and sort of starts to shrink and it shrinks your dreams it shrinks your imagination it shrinks your creativity because there's all these added um i guess like 
limitations on everything. Yeah. Such as society, culture, expectations from parents, from this, from that. And the older you get, the more those like actually cut into all those childlike things. Yeah. You know? So what would you say the biggest risk in your life that you've ever taken was? Wow, I said that so like backwards. What was the biggest risk of your life? <laughs> um, I would probably say truly following photography and saying that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Hmm. Um, I remember the day I put photographer on my Instagram bio. Mm, that's when it felt real. <laughs> that's for some reason. Like if you just put something in your Instagram bio, like it affirms it. Obviously, you have to put in the work yeah. and you have to like actually. But to me, it's like and it took me a while to even do that. Mm. And even though like I already knew for months that photography is what I wanted to do, I was like, I was almost like. Wait, were you already doing it? Yeah, I was already doing it. Just shooting with my iPhone, you know, the oh. iPhone 15. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, throwback to. Throwback. And, and I was just walking downtown Seattle, just shooting, shooting with my iPhone buildings. And I was really like inspired by this thing. I, that's way before I even was shooting people. Hmm. Um, so I think that was a risk that I took just deciding because I was done like with, I was done with school and mm. I was like, okay, what, like what's next? Mm-hmm. you know um after graduating with my two-year degree i was like you know i just that's right around the time when basketball like i was like okay you know what it's done for basketball yeah it's fine because i found this new thing i always wonder like if i didn't find photography would i like how would i feel about like basketball not working out quote unquote mm-hmm. you know because you didn't have like you had something else that was giving you that excitement that excitement and, the, and the, there was like a little dream feeding the dream yes and i was totally okay with just not playing basketball anymore i was more excited with photography than i was with basketball in a weird yeah. way no, which basketball it. was the whole reason why i came here yeah you know but i think um it's just how it lined up and you know what's crazy is because i was so not confident but i was so excited to do photography and learning and just drop everything and just decide to go full, like, full time. I mean, just, just, I just mean, like, all my focus would just be on photography. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what it's, if it's going to work out. Not knowing that, like, what are some career options that I have yeah. with photography. I was just like, I'm just, I just love, I'm just getting addicted to taking photos. And I was taking photos every so day. So would you say, were you scared? Like, did you have fear since you, did you give yourself time to even think about like the outcome of this potential risk taking moment of like, I'm going to go towards this thing that just recently in the last year or so, like started becoming something. And then now this whole dream of basketball has ended. And then I have this whole other thing that I'm going to go towards and try to achieve but it's like it's very unfamiliar and it's also this type of career that it's kind of it's un it's very it's hard unconventional 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 and um there's like no safety in it and it's like how to even figuring out like okay so how do people make money off of this like oh did, were you God. thinking about all that i definitely no i wasn't thinking about that in the beginning mm. yeah um i wasn't thinking about that because 
I just wanted to learn first. Mm. So I wanted to learn, like, how do I, there's so many people that I followed on Instagram just to learn from, I was like, okay, what kind of, like, anytime I saw, like, film photos, mm -hmm. I thought that they would put, like, a filter on the photo. Mm. Like, I remember when I didn't know how to get the background blurry. Yeah. You know, are we, oh, like are the we bokeh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that you got to get a specific lens mm. to blur out the background. But it, so what and I... And like, how do you blur it out? Like, what aperture yeah, do you And use? what lens what do you even that? do? Yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know. So I would like... So take, you're just very curious about it. Yeah. Everything. So I was taking photos and then I was I would like manually like blur out the background in the photo. Because <laughs> I thought that's how you get the background blur. Right. But then it would never look as good as their shit. Right. But that's then so I funny. Yeah. But then I remember figuring out, okay, you got to get... You know, a low aperture camera, you know, like the lower you go in the numbers, the lens. more. Yeah, uh, oh, yes. Lens. The lower you go in the number, the more blurry it'll be. If you want to get everything in focus, you got to go higher on the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember just finding that out. I was like, oh, that that like sparked a whole different thing. Mm, I was like, you were like, damn, wait, there's like so much that I actually don't know. Too. Yes. And I'm still learning all the time. You yeah. know, I'm just now getting into actual like film photography. So I think just taking that risk to me. Yeah. What do you um, think? Well, what, it's just interesting how you weren't really because I think a lot a big part of taking a risk is it feels risky because there's fear of failing. Mm -hmm. So would you say that you just didn't really have that? Like that wasn't really in your mind? No. How like how come you think that's I don't know. Like I just this is actually the first time that I think about it, but I'd never in 2015 is when I started that. Even before I even have my actual camera, I I, I wasn't thinking about failing. Mm, like I was I mean, that's great. I was thinking about how can I get better and how can I do this? And also mind you, I didn't have any other plan. Yeah. Because basketball was the one thing yeah. that didn't work out. I was like, this is it. I have a brain to understand things. I have the passion and I have like the, the um, just straight up like um, work will. Oh, will. To learn this. And it was hard for me to just even imagine, imagine what it would be like if like this, like how can this not work out? If I work on it every day, right. it's hard for me to think about. There's no way. Like, if you work on something every day, how can you, like, really And I'm fail? also thinking maybe, like, I'm just assuming, but maybe it was also a little bit of not getting so far ahead of yourself. Because I think so sometimes we do that where we get so far ahead of, like, just, okay, I'm making this decision that I'm going to start doing this thing mm -hmm. that is new it's risky it's still unfamiliar but i know i really like and i really want to do it and then you kind of just go and you're at that step compared to sometimes we might look at something similarly but then we take it 10 years down the line and we take it 10 years down the line Ugh. with all possible situations that and like um paths and like obstacles and things and we start to look at it in this like huge big picture it could go this way it could go this way it could go this way and you kind of are getting ahead of yourself it's like you're just getting started 
you have no idea what can happen and what yeah. else is going to happen and who you're going to meet and who you're going to not be friends with anymore. Like so many different, even in your personal life, that can things that can happen in your personal life that can deviate you off of the path. Yeah. So you have no control over those right now. You don't know what's going to happen. So I'm thinking maybe you didn't even think about it that far ahead and you were just like, this is where I'm at right now. I have this in front of me and I'm going to do this. And that's it. And you didn't take yeah. it so far to where now it's becoming. I didn't. I didn't want to you know over. I, mean? I didn't want to overwhelm myself. Exactly. But it wasn't even necessarily like it wasn't even a thought in my in my mind like oh I don't want to overthink it or overwhelm myself so I'm not going to think about. It. I just wasn't thinking yeah, about that at just, all. And, and and some people say that's like irresponsible or like how can you live like that you yeah. know? But to me, I think if I if I if I had doubt in my mind, I wouldn't have kept going with it. Cause, cause doubt is something that scares you and, and keeps you from like doing things, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. And that's before I had a camera. And then when I got the camera, it was a whole different ballgame. I, I, I got more excited. And then when I moved out of my mom's house, I was just doing that paying rent. Like I was charging like $50. Yeah. And I was like, how many $50 shoots do I need to have to, to pay, pay my rent? rent? Yeah. Literally. And I would do that every day. And I feel like sometimes, like, just thinking about it, like, I miss those days. Babe, I gotta stop it. Oh. What was I saying? You miss those days? Oh, when I say I miss those days, I don't, I'm glad, like, I don't actually miss those days. Yeah. But I just remember it was such a precious time in my life because... Um, it was the. I was I was really like on my lowest, you know. Yeah, and that's the one we met. That's and that's the one we met, you know. I was staying in this like small ass room. I was like, I'm gonna find a room, and also like, I just needed the freedom. Yeah. I just needed the freedom to come home whenever I want to. I just needed the freedom to like, um, just really do what I want. If I need to go, I I, I used to shoot at clubs a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and that requires. So I didn't wanna like. Yeah, and that it's in itself is like a point where you just have to get out of the comfort of like you can you could have stayed living with you know your mom at the time, but you were like for the goals that I have, yeah, I need to get uncomfortable, I need to get in insecure, yeah, and go from there, yeah, and you know? just and just knowing that at the end of each month, I have to pay you rent, you know, and. And that really put some fire on my ass. Yeah. That's what I say in the other episode, in the other reel. Like, you, I needed that, oh, shit, in my life, you know? Oh, yeah, I remember Like, that. that was that moment for me. Like, I was like... And, you know, I'm be, like, I'm going to be honest, too. Like, some months, I didn't make rent. Yeah. But, you know, I have... And my mom also, she like, she always helped me. Yeah, 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 yeah. She always brought me, like, you know, groceries if I was, like... Even if I did have some, she would, she would pull up with the car just, like hella groceries you know yeah um and and that really meant like a lot to me and it really like helped me out you know yeah. and i never wanted to tell her like if i didn't have something you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah no i get it um and my friends helped me out too like you know ian andre abdul like ricky like i had like my four friends that were they i was the only one who was kind of going through to like something like that yeah and also you too you know and this is when we just met mm, yeah which you know you know, you didn't judge me. You were like, "Why are you? I mean, why are you I, staying I, in I this small ass room?" A little bit. I know this is, <laughs> but most people would be like, 
Why but then, this you guy... know, I was like, I saw through it because also I was like, we're just getting to know each other. Like, I didn't, I didn't look at it as his life is going to affect my life hmm. in a sense, you know, which I think that's how people view the older you get. I was pretty young too. But when you're older, those kinds of things matter a little bit more, you know? Yeah. But anyways, my biggest risk. <laughs> um, I felt like I needed to like, I want to, I want to wrap it up. Did you? No, no, I did, I did. Oh, okay. But I felt that fire, you know? Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Um, I would say, you know... It's funny, because I'm trying to think of, like, the biggest risk after I just said, I'm, like, really familiar with risks in my life. Yeah. I don't know. I would say a risk that I can think about is... I, f- I feel like dating me was a risk. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say that, but what? no, <laughs> no, I would say probably just when I decided to get off of my path towards becoming a ballet dancer professionally and going in a different direction. And that was a risk because I could have definitely kept going, kept training. Like there's always a way to keep doing that and like try next year and try to find a job next year i could have done that there's people who i finished school with or the program with and they did that oh really you know people kept dancing trying to like figure out trying to make it um didn't you tell me that you had an like there's also an option to like go dance at a company out of state of course you can go dance anywhere you can go dance anywhere in the world but I had specific goals. So I had like certain limitations on myself of like where I would want to go. But anyway, so I would say like I took I took the risk in a sense of going towards the unfamiliar and in a way uncomfortable because I didn't know who I was without dance. I didn't know what life was outside of that ballet bubble because I never was out of it. I've been in it since I was four. So when I was, I forget how old I was, 19, 20? Mm-hmm. When I was 20, um, it was time. But I could have kept going, which would have been like the familiar and in a sense the secure because the path towards what I was trying to go to is very clear and was really clear. But I was just like, I was just very, had to be very honest with myself and face reality and it was like, it's time to go towards, in a way, something that's actually relatively more secure. Is like, okay, it's time to go to college. It's time to figure out your life. I'm sure my dad was very glad that I, that was the path I was taking. Oh, really? Um, because in, in a sense, it's more secure than being a dancer. And like, you can pretty much lose your job anytime. And like, your season can come to an end whenever your career is up until 40, if you're lucky like any other athlete and then after that what are you doing with your life like you know so people usually go in very various directions but none of them are very like in my opinion i wasn't looking forward to that okay you know it's like you're either a teacher and you teach young people and young kids or you like very random and it Mm. very much depends and i just that's not nobody like when you're a dancer you're not thinking you're not excited about anything after 40 you're excited for those like 20 years of dancing and after that whatever happens after is kind of like random you know but yeah i would say that's like the biggest risk i've taken um do you regret it are you happy you did no, that? i'm so happy i'm so happy now of where i am in my life compared to 
I mean, the thing is, what's funny is eventually it would have ended up in the same place because right when I decided to move on from dance, COVID hit that next very next year. So even if I would have, let's say, not done that and kept trying, despite everything, COVID would have come and then I would have been I would have not been able to dance. Yeah. And basically the ballet world, like many other worlds, just like stopped. So yeah. it's it was kind of inevitable, even if I stayed or not. Yeah. But I like the fact that I decided mm. and it wasn't decided for me, yeah. which made a big difference. And it made me stronger in my choice, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. So what about, I would say risk can be, we, I think we talked about risk in like job career specific, but I think there's many other times in your life in different areas in your life where taking risks is really scary for people. Yeah. And one of them I think would be relationships. And these relationships? Are, yeah. Just taking risk when it comes to relationships. And yeah. I also think this is very circumstantial. Um, but one person could say, I took a risk when we met in staying in relationship with you because you're taking the risk of like opening your heart up to being with somebody and being in a relationship with somebody, catching feelings, falling in love, all of that. Being vulnerable. Yeah. And once you open your heart that way and you fall in love and you create this bond with somebody, everything that that now you're linked and everything that that person's going through in their life automatically affects you yeah and then like think about so many people's lives would be so my life would be so different if we've never met your life the same very different relationships especially romantic relationships have a huge impact on your life path yeah i think when when we met if you guys don't know the story we met on tinder four years ago and that was I didn't look at that as a risk because in the beginning we didn't know we were going to be together. Yeah, I mean, I knew. Yeah, Alien knew. She was just like, you just watch, we're going to be together and we're going to do this shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I had a vision or something. And I was like, all right. But Whatever I, you say. But I liked it because it was, no one ever told me that. Yeah, ever. I mean, who says that? I've never even Especially heard that. Especially when like, I clearly could tell you didn't want me to be your girlfriend. But I was like... Uh, you're just playing. You're just late. You guys, Alia literally said, Yoni, I don't know what you think this is going to be. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what you're going through right now. It's taking you so long to like see that this is going to be a thing, but we're going to be together. And she fucking knew that shit. And I was right. Like, how? I have no idea. That's so like, Ian always tells me like. I don't know. I, th- I think whenever we talk about that specific thing, he's like, that's that's something very special for someone yeah. to to tell another person that's not into them because usually it's like you're trying to find your way but you're trying to be is, the best I knew, I knew you were into me I just I just you were just going through something I don't know you're just you had your own shit that you were letting no it was just too early for me you know nah I wasn't ready after like okay that's what we're talking about right now <laughs> um but yeah so I think that's funny there's other situations when it comes to relationships of taking risks such as like taking the risk to break up it's like after you've been together for a long time and let's say things are not necessarily bad but they're also not necessarily good 
and you know that your you life have, could be better and happier with somebody else yes but you're you've been with this person for so long that you've created a life together and let's talk specifically before kids okay okay let's talk before kids you're you're with this person for 10 years yep doesn't have to be 10 years babe no it can be like four years let's too. use extremes 10 <laughs> okay. years how do you break up with that person that you're actually no longer happy with yeah i mean so, maybe you're even married yeah you're so used to each other and financial become, like your financial life is good is just all together in one pot and you're safe and you and you know that you have a home with this person. and your partners like your life partners you know right and you 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 just you live this life with this other person but you're not excited he or she is is boring you or, just you just don't have that that spark i'm not saying that yeah. the spark should remain for the rest of your life or like the same amount of it but you got to have some type of something um something yeah. cuz and even like with you for example i never want to get to the point where like we just live with each other and we feel like we just like coexist coexist like i don't want to feel like we're roommates you know but i feel like some people are in relationships like that yeah and i just want to say you have to take that step and go your separate ways because at the end you of the don't day you think you can work on it you can work on it after 10 years if you feel okay, like i don't know why we're really... stuck on the 10 years because i feel like this can happen even at no yeah you that. can definitely work on it but it all comes down to communication oh my god <laughs> But then also, too, sometimes it's okay to realize that this is not for me. You shouldn't stay in... People always ask us how to keep things spicy in a long-term relationship. And while we don't want to get too personal, we do want to tell you about a little secret, or should we say not so secret, about how consuming a little THC can help set the mood right in the bedroom. That's why we're thankful for today's sponsor, Vaya. Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. Vaya also offers a wide array of other gummies with or without THC. Whether you want to get better sleep, ease anxiety, enhance your mood or just feel elevated they have something for everyone and the best part via legally ships in all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door no medical card required so if you're 21 and over you can get 15 off plus a free pack of award-winning dreams thc plus cbn sleep gummies with our exclusive code wtj at viahemp.com v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com something just because i've been in it yeah and i think the reason why people are scared is because you've been in this relationship there's security in it there's security there's predict pre there's predict <laughs> <laughs> predictability okay you know you just you know how the relationship goes it's comfortable you're isn't that boring familiar. no not necessarily i what you mean i don't know some people might say this is boring, like a, like like the chick from uh, Love Is Blind. Like she needs oh, somebody. She needs, some, like, she needs someone no, who's like toxic, a little fucked though. up a little bit. We're talking about uh, Jackie and Marshall. If you watch Love Is Blind, and she was like, "I need you to like slap me around. I need she she wanted Whoa, like slap me around. Yeah. Well, that's more like about just sex, but she uh, she was just toxic. She just wanted like a toxic relationship. Yeah. Which I mean, hey, 
that just shows like the type of relationships you've had in the past yeah but i just think the comfort of it all is a big reason why it's so hard to leave a relationship because also you might still love the person it's not necessarily that you don't love them anymore but you also know that there's something more you want and they can't give it to you maybe you've even communicated it you've even expressed what what do you do when they can't give it to you you have to take the risk and say bye-bye but why is that a risk? It's a risk because you're losing if, comfort. You're starting right? over pretty much. Yeah. And also because what if you break up and that's when you realize I fucked up? You can't go back. I mean, you can, but it's hard. And some people do that. What? Break up and then see how life is without that person. And then they're like, hey, I uh, I don't know. Like, as the other person, are you taking them back? <sighs> hard to say that's what i'm saying relationship that's why i want to preface it like it's very circumstantial yeah but you know and what if taking a risk with a relationship of maybe you meet somebody and whatever and then they you've been together for a couple months or even like a year Mm -hmm. and you would say like at a year it's still kind of a new like not it's a new relationship but it's not a super long one and then one of the partners has to move to a new state or something a new city are you moving do with them? Do you let the other person take the risk and put that risk on this relationship? So then later on, you're where you moved with them, but then you keep holding that against them as like, I moved here for you. That's wrong. I Don't, did all that for you. Yeah, I, if you're listening, I hope you're not doing that shit. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. Up. That's fucked That risk, you assumed it on yourself. But then like, also, why are you moving with someone across the country after one year? That's too soon. I'm I would have done that with you but i, I just knew know. that we would you know. yeah you just knew for some reason we go I, like we gotta get into we gotta get into that i don't know how much to get into it because i feel like it's just it just is what it is faith yeah Ella just knew that shit yeah. so the same thing with jobs also leaving your job and let's say you want to do something creative let's say you want to start a podcast or youtube but you have this good job that pays you well you pay your rent but then you know that you're not passionate about it. You hate your job. Yeah. Every day you clock in, you're like, damn, what the fuck am I doing here? And maybe We're it's not all... even necessarily like a job that's really good. It could be just a job that's Any secure job. Yeah. in like that traditional, like I make enough money to sustain my lifestyle. Pay my rent and have food every month for the yeah. rest of the year. But it's, it's not a job that I'm necessarily passionate about. It's no. not a job that, but maybe in like the societal way of things, it's a job that a lot of people are like, no, but stay here for another five, six years. You'll see. You'll get to where you want to go. As in like moving up the ranks. Yeah, moving up the ranks, like maxing out on whatever money you can make at this place. It's There's so many jobs, like every place is different. But, sorry, continue. So leaving a job like that. To do something that's more risky, more not as secure, um, unconventional yes i would i would um i don't want to say i would advise i'm not an advisor (laughs) but i just want to say that if if that was me we already know i would probably i'm not i I don't want to say i would quit my job yeah but i would definitely keep my hobby especially if you're like making money from that hobby like even if it's just 50 dollars per painting yeah Keep doing that for like a year, two or three while you're keeping your job because nobody wants to be out here homeless or with no food, right? Right, of course. 
but people also have to be okay with letting go of um, security security or like any type of luxury like you want to have a nice apartment but you want to follow this dream you better move out and find you some roommates and get a room just like how i did like the house i stayed with stayed in was terrible with roommates but it was the lowest rent i can find in seattle and i was like okay cool and i actually didn't even care it was part of the journey it was like i'm staying here some of my roommates are dirty. They're not cleaning after themselves. The bathroom. You remember the bathroom, right? Oh. Yeah, let's not talk about the bathroom. <laughs> so. You got to do. You just had to do what you had to do. Yeah, exactly. And, and what the, I could have stayed somewhere where it was like a little bit nicer. But that also means more pressure to make more money from photography. Yeah. And you never know when it's coming. You never know when the next thing is. So I was like, let me get the, you know, like. Anyways, I yeah, talked about yeah, that yeah, earlier. Yeah. But um, so. And that, that was really like a humbling experience. So you have to do that. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just think it's so beautiful to take a chance on something that you truly believe in and believe in your ability to do it. And taking a risk that to other people on the outside might feel super scary and like stupid. I, I've heard that before from people of like... Oh, I- decisions you know and they're like damn like that you took such a risk with that or whatever yeah. and people like, don't understand yeah yeah but usually it's the people who never took a risk in their life yes or people who can't even imagine doing yeah. something like that but they just don't have that thing in them like later on like if our daughter wants to or our son wants to take a risk we're totally gonna understand oh hell yeah you know we're totally good we should we would actually tell them like yo try shit travel go do you know how scary it is to leave your home country where you're comfortable and just move to a completely new country yeah not city not neighborhood um it's scary but i mean hey how do we get to the country and city no i don't know i was just talking about like just taking a risk (laughs) and not be comfortable i hate being comfortable honestly me too that's the reason i hate it i couldn't wait if i get too comfortable it's boring yes I never lived in any country more than six years. Me too. Never. Me too. I never I was lived, always, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it exactly six? Yeah. For six me, years. it was, yeah, it was like six years with my grandma. So not with my parents and my grandma and grandpa. Then six years with my parents and my siblings. Then six years in Canada. And then now it's about to be six years in Seattle. And then... Um, yeah Uh, yeah. i think it's it's just but you know i we also understand that that's not for everyone like some people are just okay with just and that's fine if you're okay if you love your job and you work you know at any job i don't know what it is if you like it i mean sometimes people don't need to take a risk like sometimes this place that they're in like if you're a doctor or something you know, it's like you went through the school and all that, which in and of itself, it's a risk to like spend all that money on that type of education and then failing. Like the, the failing is a possibility no matter what you do. Exactly. So you might as well take a risk. Bro. So you might as well go towards something that you actually want. And it's not the safe choice, but it's the choice that at the end of the day, it's like we're going to live for a long ass time. We're on this planet 
technically if you don't your life doesn't get fucked up like you're gonna live for a long time here yeah so might as well try to make something or do something at some point because time what did i say earlier i was like life is about is not about surviving but it's about living living it up that's not what you said but yeah okay living it up living wow same thing (laughs) no because living it up it sounds better when you say living it up. So I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't want to go in circles. I yeah. feel like you get what we're saying. Yeah. Um, if you work at a job and you have a hobby, keep working on that hobby. Don't quit your job. Don't don't make a stupid decision. Because yeah. that, that exists also. And also, what if maybe you just don't have that hobby? But let's say you have a more conventional job, but you always had this dream of like trying to be an actor. It's like that was always a dream, like a childhood dream. But everybody kind of, you never got the chance to even try it. So you don't even know if you're good or not. What do you mean not the chance to try it? You, never you got have a to make to that. Try it. Like, like as a kid, let's say you always had a dream of being an actor. Okay. But you just, your parents made you continue on that Yeah, as a kid, path. I understand. Yeah. yeah, and then you grow up, but, as, but then you, and then let's say you wake up at 30 and you're like, damn, I still always wanted to try that but you can still try that 30 is what i'm I saying know. so what i'm saying is sometimes there's things that you just got to do even if you're old oh yeah and old as in like not a child and it's not a hobby yet is one of my yeah. points because you kept saying a hobby but it's like what about just something that you've never even tried before and you're an adult yeah and then you've always wanted to do yeah if you're if you're listening to this and you want to be an actor here's a very easy way because there's a time i wanted to do it you go on Google, whatever city you live in, you type in New York City acting auditions. You're going to find so much shit and all you got to go, all you got to do is find a date and show up to the audition. Yeah. You don't have to know anything. Good. And then also you'll be surprised. These scouting people, they're looking for a specific look. Yeah. So I mean, if you also, just also like ability. Ability. But if we're looking for a blonde girl <laughs> with like dark eyebrows like anyways, it's yeah. it's gonna give you that upper hand anyways you can do you can do a lot of shit out there okay so <clears throat> i did want to talk specifically about just failing because i think it's a big part of taking a risk and yes 100%. when you fail meaning you took a risk towards this one direction or outcome or goal and then it just didn't work clearly mm. it didn't happen um, such as like maybe you move to a, a new city and because for this one job or this one opportunity and then a year later completely didn't work out and you got to move back from where you came from, you know. I think that's just an example. There's many examples, but I think there's two sides of the coin to failing and just like when you feel like you've failed. Okay, break it down for us. <laughs> there's the internal feeling and then there's the external feeling the internal one (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) not the background commentary i think the internal feeling is basically you acknowledging that you have failed and you acknowledging that you did not succeed whatever you took a risk to do and there's that and there's the other side which is all the people in your life admitting and acknowledging your failure and the fact that you didn't make a you didn't make or achieve what you wanted to and how 
I think the external feeds a lot of the internal of how like when people in your life basically tell you like it's not working out or like it seems like it's not really doing so well or things like that I've it's had starting that to make oh me too all the time With like photography. pretty much my entire life actually yeah <laughs> of uh people just telling me like so don't you think like it's not really working for you like don't you think you should quit dance like you yeah. know how much i heard that before i actually i made the decision to do it like how many times like years yeah i mean same the funny thing is our stories are kind of similar maybe that's why we understand each other yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a big People part told of it. me, oh, photography, are you sure? And with photography, by the way, I'm still not where I want to be. Yeah. Like speaking right now, you know, like there's so much shit I want to do. So I'm very well in my, in the journey right now, you yeah. know? Um, but I don't know, like something about it is just so satisfying. Like a lot of people are scared of the unknown, but to me, just being in it, and being still in the journey of figuring things out. How do I do this? I want to do this and I don't know how to get to it. To me, it's... um, It feeds you. And it's exciting. Is it weird to say that it's inspiring? It's like, I think about... I don't know if it's weird, but like I think about my own journey. And I'm like, I'm really in this. Like, I'm... I'm I'll, later on, I'll have a story to tell. Mm. And it's... Be, it's so be, you're kind of like... In a way, not to make it sound like narcissistic, but you're kind of, you're your own inspiration. Exactly. That's, that's fire. Exactly. And, and I don't know if it's weird to say or not, but I'm just going to be honest, guys. Okay. And you can even ask my sister, now that you guys know my sister, but I always <laughs> just have this vision in my mind. Like if I close my eyes. I always just know that one day mm-hmm. I'm going to be on a podcast. <laughs> okay. It's going to oh, be a podcast okay, yeah. or an interview or something like that. And they're going to ask me questions about my life and what I did. Mm-hmm. And in every detail, I'll be able to tell you guys what I did, why I made that choice. What was I going through? Yeah. Um, and, and I always envision that. Like, I always just know that one day I'm going to... Because sh- I, I honestly just want to also just share my story and just tell people, like... And my friends tell me, like, you know, this is... I don't know. Like, when you said I'm my own inspiration, that really, like, fucked me up a little bit because it's, like, so true, but I never looked at it that way. Yeah, but I also think there's nothing wrong with that. On- and honestly, I would say kind of same. Sometimes I look at all of the decisions that i've made and like the work ethic that i've had around certain things and what i've been able to achieve that anytime i met with a new challenge or i'm getting into like a new part of the journey Mm -hmm. i feed off of what i've accomplished already and what i've been able to do and i use that to help me get through the next thing because you know that any challenge you can you can uh, you can overcome it. Yeah, because I look at the proof of what I've done before. Yeah, and then I take that and I you and I I I get strength from what I've already achieved, and then I power through the next challenge. Same, the next exactly. Thing. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and that's just, where confidence is. Right, but then but then just also just that alone 
is inspiring. Obviously, there's lots of people that I um I always love watching interviews and podcasts when people talk about their life, mm-hmm. you know. But when I look at myself and just like the story and what I'm currently still going through, yeah, it's like the younger me is like so proud of how I hold on to it and I don't give up. Yeah, you know, because it's so easy to give up. You know how hard shit was, and I'm just like, do I just want to like. I don't know, like, go back to Belgium and just, um, I don't know. Like, it's it's very you know, easy to give up on something. But, like, no matter how hard it is, you have to, like, hold on to that shit. Yeah, it's, like, the same saying where people, I mean, I don't know if it's this saying, but it's, like, nothing good comes easy. Yeah. Nothing that's actually good and, like, meaningful and powerful comes without effort, without discomfort, without growth. Like, if you're... No, I just think that if you don't take a risk and you don't get out of that comfort zone and you stay the same in the same place you've been in the last, let's say, like three years, you have the same job, you live in the same place, you have the same like just nothing's really changed for you and you don't take a risk of getting out of that which means like getting uncomfortable of like maybe you move to a new place because you want change. Mm-hmm. You want change, but you're scared. So it takes a risk yeah. for you to get out of that. But if you don't take a risk, there will be no growth. If you yeah. don't make a change, nothing will change. Yeah. Simple as that. That's so true. I mean, You I can't know. just like yeah, wish no- for things to be different, but then you don't put action into anything. Yeah. You don't make a specific intentional change that is calculated. Yeah, but you also just really have to visualize and just really imagine you doing that thing. I don't yeah. know if you kind of, because people think about it different ways. I 100%, when I close my eyes, I see exactly what I want to do with photography and podcasting. I would say with podcasting, is a little bit more clear with my own YouTube things. I think right now where I'm at, I'm kind of figuring out, I'm, I'm kind of in that. Um, like what's next kind of thing? Exactly, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's like, because I'm evolving as a person, per, person personally. Like I'm just evolving <laughs> myself. So I need to see how can I take the content and the work that I do and make it evolve with me. And not feel yeah. like I'm still where I was before. Yeah. But see, or like right there, there's a thing that you have to figure out. Yeah. Which is that thing that that's so like exciting to me. Like not knowing something like 100%. I feel like life would be so boring if, if I just knew everything. I and also get, I also just don't want to stay the same. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying like if you knew how life would go, would we even like no, try to do things? No, if knew how life would go... If if I would be in a place right now that I just know how my life is going to be, I would be scared. That's scary to me. Why? I'm constantly looking for the next thing that's c- coming and changing. Yeah. I, I would say in the last six years, or no, in the last four years since I've stopped dancing, every year there's been something new. Oh, yeah. I mean, we lived in four different apartments. Yeah, even just something as that. The place you live, people you meet, friends you make, jobs you have, projects you do, um, uh, personal journeys you go on. If it's a fitness journey, if it's a spiritual journey, if it's a... Hair journey. (laughs) 
you know exactly anything like that i'm and it's really beautiful and you and you have no idea how you're gonna feel until you do it i had no idea how i was gonna feel with this blonde hair now i know now i can move forward it's the same thing with simple things like this or bigger things like life decisions of moving to a new city yeah. or changing your job or something like that yeah you can't can't be scared to do things honestly and if you are then nothing will change for you i know and most people you know? I, i just think especially when you're young when you're in your 20s 30s 40s yeah i feel like i would purposely go fuck up yeah that's <laughs> the time like this is and i mean You can fuck up really anytime. However, when you're in those beginning years, like especially 20s and 30s, I think you really can't listen to, to those older <laughs> people that are now in their 60s and 70s. And they're in that time of their life where they all they want is security. They've already had their chunk, big chunk of life has already happened for them. Yeah. And now they're trying to figure out How am I gonna like really settle down, be comfortable, not work anymore? All that. They're in a different stage of their life. And I understand they have knowledge and wisdom that they can share with you being a younger person. And I'll take it. But I'm also not going to take it. And that's the only thing that I'm going to listen to. Yeah. Oh, no. So often we're listening to our elders, whoever they are for you. And we really take their advice in this like, absolute way where you don't really let any other truth be real where it's like no like i'm gonna okay i hear you and like you have a good point there but i'm still gonna take a chance on this because this is new this is different and the only thing that can come out of it the only two options is like it works out and it doesn't but guess what either way i will be fine if this doesn't work out if maybe for the first whatever reason the podcast in three years doesn't exist anymore, we'll figure it out. You will be fine. However, I'm gonna take the risk and keep doing this thing that has no security, that depends on people liking us and wanting to listen to us. I'm gonna keep doing that because guess what? There's a very possible uh, outcome that is gonna succeed and it's gonna be good and it's gonna continue to grow. And so I'm gonna believe in that. Yeah. And in three years, by the way, it'll still be here, okay? I'm just, I no, was I just know. using it as an example. I know, that's a great example. And I think older people always, not even just necessarily older people, I think people who don't like chances and risk, Yeah, they will tell you, oh, Yoni, you want to move to New York to pursue photography and whatever else. There's so many photographers out there. Like, why mm. do you like? How do you think you're gonna succeed when you go to a city where there's just more competition? There's for the same m- thing. way more competition. But also, guess what? There's also way more opportunities there. There's way more opportunities, and also, and it goes back to me not thinking. When I have a new idea, I don't think about how it's gonna fail. <laughs> I don't. That's so true. When I have an idea, I do not think about. But it could also not work because of ABC. I, I'm thinking about all the ways it can work. You don't let that infiltrate your brain because no. once it does, you can't take it out. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and it fucks up, like, it fucks up your momentum and, like, the way to get there. Yeah. And it's something that, um, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't uh, do it on purpose to not think about those things. Like, I just don't work that way. Yeah. If I want to try podcasting, you know, I never thought about, like, oh um 
like what if it's not gonna work like i just knew mm. okay this is what we're gonna do let's go photography this is what you want to do let's go yeah the only reason why i've thought about it is because of those parents oh like doubting doubting anything yeah and, and that's because that was ingrained in me from when i was dancing yeah why did you say um why did you jump when i said i don't think about how things could go wrong I oh you know why because i do as i was yeah. just saying yeah and i speak it to you like i tell you that oh like, when i tell you something yeah you tell me something it could be something about the pod it could be something about your own like, shit whatever i would be like babe what if we did this but then we added this on top of that and then we have i mean no sometimes you just add hell shit i'm like babe we don't have time Okay, but continue with your example. But I feel like I feel as if there's been many instances where we were talking about something career job wise, and I would immediately infiltrate some type of doubt and like f- potential failure, and how, how like the potential ways things could go wrong for it to fail and not work out, and I would bring those into the conversation, mm-hmm. you know. And then you immediately would be like, I didn't even think about that. Like, and there's and and there's kind of like, I get why we would think about it, but there's kind of no way like think about it and then let it go. Don't keep it. Don't keep thinking about it because it's going to. It's going to keep you. From, that noise is going to distract you. Yeah, babe. It's if true. you truly and honestly, it's kind of beneficial to just kind of uh, put blinders on a little bit and turn a blind eye to the potential failure. And the many ways shit could go wrong. Sometimes it's good to acknowledge it and maybe figure out ways to avoid that by doing something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I just like dealing with things as they come. So yeah. I have this new idea and I'm putting those blinds on and I'm just going. That's it. Of course, things can go wrong. And things will go wrong. You can go outside and some shit can happen to you. That's just life. Yeah. So if I have something that I want to introduce or I want to try something new, let's try it and I think about how it can go wrong. And then if it, if it goes wrong, it's like, oh shit, okay. Well, let's fix it and we either stop doing it or we fix it and continue. Yeah. That's it. Like If you give if you give those thing those ideas of how things can go wrong too much power, oh, it that, will take that sh- over. That shit comes alive. And then the more you doubt something, you will actually it will actually um, like affect your just ability to do it, to yeah, do the thing you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so true. I don't know. The brain is like funny. I it's just crazy. don't under, I just don't understand how if if you want to do something, but you're thinking about how it cannot work. It to me that doesn't make you're sense. You're inhibiting yourself from from from, from succeeding doing the thing. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> cool. Do you want to do a quick little off topic? Um, quick little off topic. Yeah, let's go. Uh, My jam of the week. The weekend came out with a new song. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't listen to it yet. Um, Is it good? No, it's good. It's good. Um, it's the soundtrack for the Idol. Um, the oh, show. Oh, the show. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to watch it. I'm not familiar with the Idol. It's um, so. Is this like a? It's like gonna a come out sequel? on HBO. It's a series, like a. I don't know if it's gonna be a TV show or just a limited series. Like it's yeah. just these many episodes and then it's done. But oh. it's about like a. I don't know. It's coming out. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Hmm. But I've been listening to Duran Jones. Duran Jones. Yeah. Do you know who that is? D U R A N T Jones. D. 
Durand Jones. Durand no, no, Jones. What is that? And the um and the indications. Durand Jones and the indications. Anyways, this is actually a playlist. It's a radio that when we went to one of those San Francisco that that really good vintage store, mm-hmm. Afterlife Collective. And when we were in there, the guy was playing this uh radio on Spotify. Because it's Duran Jones and the Indications. It's did, their radio. Did you Shazam it? No, I asked him. Hmm. Um, I was like, "What? Like, what? What is this? What are you playing? Or whatever." I said, "Like, oh, this is a really nice. Is this a playlist?" Right. And you could have Shazammed it, but as you guys know, when Ali is out of town, she loves to talk. I do. So she's gonna go and ask. I'm hey, gonna find a reason to talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Which is so unlike me. It's so unlike you, but it's so you, you know? It's so me for Um, when I travel. Yeah, so I asked him, and then he just told me. And then it's the radio for Durand Jones and The Indications. On Spotify. On Spotify, yeah. It's the radio for them. And it's so fire. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like funk slash Motown a little bit. I could be so wrong by these categories, but... Alia has a hard time identifying I don't, I do, genres. I do, I do. It's a little bit of um, what's what's that guy's name? Uh, uh Leon Bridges. Mm, Why ooh. was I going like this? Yo, Leon Bridges is. It's the like guy. his vibe. Teskey Brothers is still my jams, you guys. You know, people send me screenshots of them listening to the Teskey Brothers. Yeah, yeah. They're coming out with a new album pretty soon. I've been listening to them a lot, also. Nice. Um, but I wanted to go back to the Shazam thing. Yeah. Have you ever been in a car with someone and you're playing and they're playing a song, and you just let's say you're in the back seat, and instead of asking, "Yo, who is this?" You just Shazam it. You just no. I'm not saying I'm doing it. No, no. Yeah, I know. Like but you, the person. Do you like? There's people who do that. The reason why they do that is because they don't want they don't to want, feel like they don't know, know the, the thing. Yeah, or they don't know the song. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm not gonna lie. You know what? I did that before. <laughs> not that. I, I'm gonna give you an example of what I did. What you do? Um, someone is telling me about a song. Like they're telling you that it's good. That it's good. Yeah. Or like, okay. have you listened to this? Or like, this new album dropped. What do you think? People always ask me for like my my thoughts on on like album reviews. Okay, and what? And I said, oh yeah, listen to it, because I didn't want to seem like you're not up with the trends. Like you're not up with. I you're not li- caught up. I didn't listen. Yeah, exactly. And I've done that before. And then after I do it, I'm you're like, like, why the fuck did I do that? I'm like, what the fuck did I just lie? <laughs> I just lied for no reason. Damn, that's so unlike you. That's something that I would do. I don't do that anymore. Mm. But I remember doing that a lot. Like when I've someone, definitely, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I have definitely done the thing. I feel where, like you still do that though. Me? Yeah, you still the thing with the music. I feel like you still do it. I I didn't even finish what I was saying. Okay. I was gonna say that I do the thing where <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> I do the thing where if I like a song that someone is playing, I don't want to ask what the song is why because there's something about like not knowing a song not knowing a song what is it you know how many songs there are you're not supposed to what do you just expect me to know all songs i don't know it's so weird it's so weird but then again if you reverse it and you tell someone and you show someone a song people love to put other people's on new music oh it's so satisfying it's i like love doing that with restaurants 
What do you mean by restaurant? Like if I take people to a place you've never been before and it's fire, yeah. I'm like, give me all the credit. Oh, I don't give a fuck about restaurants. Yeah. We can go somewhere. I will, you know, even if we just do music, if you put me onto some new shit, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, thank you. Like yeah, I, that's funny. But people hate that. People always want to say, oh yeah, I already knew about them. And then they go look it up. You low-key do that sometimes. There's what? songs or there's artists that what, I put wait. you on that you don't give me credit for. Like who? Who did you put me on? You guys watch. This is a test in real time. Who? Snow Allegra. Are you kidding me? Babe, to this day, you don't remember, but I showed you one of her old ass songs. Like old, like nobody knew about Snow Allegra at this time. That's when it was like the, the comic cover? Exactly. Did you? Did, really? I swear to you. All right. I'm going to give it to you. And also uh, Katra. Kei yep. I knew Kei Babe, <laughs> I'm telling you. I knew Kei I knew Kei because when I was in Toronto, I he was, was in, bringing up. Yo, there's up. a thing about people in Toronto. They love to say, I'm from Toronto. Okay, first of all, I'm not from Toronto. Like, why people love to claim Toronto? I understand it's cool Why? Now. Because first of all, it's one of the best cities ever. It's if you've a- been, you know. And, which we should need to go, by the way. And... Um, there's hella artists from Toronto that it's like if you live there for a long time. People from Toronto think they're so cool because they're from the same city as I'm Drake. not from Toronto though. Because I don't want anyone listening to this to think that I'm from If Toronto. you're from Toronto, we want to come visit. Um, we should go. But I really think Drake has a lot to do with, oh, yeah. with that pride of Toronto. Oh, definitely. But may, if you're wrong, please let me know because I don't know. I mean, I That's would say that as somebody who lived there for six years um, but that was also six years ago. So now when Man, I hear Tor- now when I hear t- I remember hearing about Toronto before Drake. I was like Toronto. Like I only knew like Toronto Raptors, like the team, mm. and they weren't very good. Mm. But then they won that championship. But then when yeah, but that's way after Drake. Yeah, that's true. But then when Drake came and he was from Toronto and this kid and he's black, but he's also mixed with white, but he can rap. And, and- he was on the grassy, yeah. And I used to watch the... Yo, you guys, if you're listening to this, there's this show called Degrassi, The Next Generation. Drake was on there as Jimmy on a real chair. I used to watch that shit in Belgium all the time. I, I never, never knew. It. I never knew that was Drake. Oh. And then when a song comes out called Brand New, listen to a song called Brand New. That was the first Drake song I ever heard. Hmm. Back in like 2009, I oh, think. Oh, that's... Yeah, I was like, that's an Is old song. Is everything I'm doing brand, brand new. Brand, yeah, that mm-hmm. one, it's a good song. Yeah. So I never watched the video and then I think Successful came out with Trey Songs. And then I saw the video and I was like, wait, is that Jimmy? <laughs> is that Jimmy for Degrassi? Anyways, um yeah. shout out to Drake. Shout out to A lot of people Drake. love to hit on Drake. We love Drake and his family. But I'm not, we're not gonna get into that. One day we should do like a music debate podcast episode. All right, I'm down. Um, Even though we'll probably agree, it's not. It's not gonna be a debate. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be exactly. just an agreement. <laughs> that's gonna be a very boring podcast episode. Um, anything else? I feel like that's about it for the off topic. Yeah, that's definitely for the off topic. Oh, when this episode comes out, guess what else is out? What? Oh, the merch. The what? The juice tote. When this comes out. That will probably be out. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to drop at the same time. I can't remember. So, I don't know when we're dropping that. Yeah. If you're listening to this, hurry up to the online shop because we have a limited 
edition. I mean, limited um, amount. Amount. Yeah. Well, we just didn't really know how this was going to go. So we just got about 140 of them. Yeah. So we didn't know how many people were actually going to get them. So this was just like a small test. Yeah. So if you put the reminder on Instagram. Babe, by this time, I think they're already like. Got it. Like gone. Okay. And I hope you, you were able to, to get one, which we really don't know how it's going. I mean, going. I really have no idea how it's going to go. But yeah. if you didn't get one and you want one we're going to probably make more. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we're definitely, we're definitely going to make more. Yeah. yeah. It's just trying to see like if people even like it, if people even want it. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah. If you made it to the end of this podcast, write this in the comment section, tote bag. <laughs> okay, fair. Because it's tote bag day. Yeah, tote bag. Oh, tote bag day. Yeah. So exciting. Guys, we've been sitting on these totes for like two months. It's time oh. to, I want them out of the apartment. Yeah, I want them out of here. It's actually taking up space. Yeah, I'm so excited to pack it up and just whoop. I know. I'm excited to, uh, you know, we, we, we're really doing our best with shipping everywhere we can. Yes. And also um, being able to ship at this time, you know, like this is our first time doing it. It's just the two of us. We're not like a company. So yeah. financially, like eventually, hopefully, if everything goes well, we'll be able to offer like free shipping or shipping with like, you know, depending on your, you know what I mean? Like, free shipping. No, like, you know how some places do free shipping if your order is over $150 oh, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to do that. You know, in, in the summer, like, we'll have some extra fun things, hopefully. The totes are just the beginning of, of what we'll... Um, what we'll bring out. Yeah, we'll I mean, because, you know, we want what's the juice. It's going to become its own thing if everything goes well. And, yeah. we, you know, we're taking that risk. <laughs> um, <laughs> this but is if a every, risk. Yeah, like, it perfect is. Perfect example. Like, we don't know if 10 people are going to buy the totes. Exactly. And we invested money. We invested hella time hella and time. resources and all that. Yeah. And we don't know how it's going to come up. But all you can do is hope for the best. Exactly. Perfect example of a risk. Yeah. Write yeah. in the comment tote bags should we say tote bag day tote bag day tote bag day or just tote day no anyways now just we're confusing the people everybody's tote bag going, day okay um we're gonna sign out because sign today's out. sunday and we want to you know also enjoy the day my sister's in town too bad she wasn't here she could have maybe like Dunno. popped in yeah. that'd be so cool if you can just like yeah. have a guest she looks exactly like you that is true that yeah. is true. She's uh she's my twin. You guys uh you guys will see her. Oh, and she made this. Ooh. If you caught that. Yeah. Um I still don't know how she made it exactly. But it's our first fan art. <laughs> yes, she she made that. Thank you very much, Leora. We love you on this podcast. Yeah. Um so nice. And she was like I made you guys something. But um when someone says I made you guys something, I'm thinking like what could it be? No, because as an adult, you don't really make things. Yeah, you do. What did, what do you make? You make. I mean, there's artists. There's people who no, make things. I'm, okay, I'm saying most people like don't say oh. I made you something. Okay. Yeah. Because as an adult, like you don't really make things. Like kids would say I made you something. It's like a little something. Why did yeah. you use that voice? I made you something. No, okay. it's um. I just wanted to say something about a gift that someone makes with their hand is always is more um, meaningful. More meaningful. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Of course. Um, see, right there, I was blanking on the word meaningful because I was saying it in French or in Dutch in my head. Really? See, that's why sometimes you got to understand. the first time you ever admitted that. Okay, because it's something that I don't even realize that I'm doing. Because mm. I know what the word meaningful means. Okay, my throat kind of hurts. So we're going to end it here. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, follow the pod on What's the Juice pod on Instagram and leave a comment below with 
what we said tote bag day <laughs> yes one of those tote bag tote bag day whatever you want just leave us a comment you know a review what you thought the recent most recent risk you took um shout out to your family shout out to your friends tell your friends about the pod spread the word spread the word um, yep. Yes, I would like to see people's risk. Something small. Don't write like a whole essay in the comment section. Yeah. But after you write tote bags, just say what what's a little risk you took. Yeah, or what's know, a risk like you want to take but you haven't. Yeah, one of those things. All right, guys, we're going to sign out. I'm hot in this. Shout this. out to your dog. Oh, I haven't said that in so many episodes, I feel like. No, you've said it. Okay, I have. Yeah. Shout out to your dog. Okay, bye. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co.